Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Courtside with Beelins and Tennis, part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. We are privileged to have with us newly appointed men's interim head tennis coach at Baylor University, Michael Woodson. Coach Woodson is entering his fifth season with the Baylor Bears, where Coach Woodson and his program are looking forward to doing some pretty special things this upcoming season. Before Coach Woodson's time at Baylor, Coach Woodson both played and then coached at Valparaiso University, where he contributed to bringing in the greatest recruiting class in the history of Valpo, where those players, highlighted by Jeffrey Schorsch and Charlie Emhart, rewrote the school's history books, both individually and as a team. We've had on Coach Woodson a couple times previously. We are pleased to bring him back on again. Please welcome back to the pod, Baylor University men's interim head tennis coach, Michael Woodson. Coach, thank you again for taking time out of your day and uh, walking us through some, some current events with the team. Of course. Happy to be here. Appreciate you always having me on. Oh, man, I, I appreciate you coming on, man. You have so much to offer. So obviously, let's start with today. I mean, very interesting times. We're dealing with a pandemic. Your previous head coach um, recently resigned. You're now the man running the program. I'll ask you this. How are you holding up both personally? I know you have two uh, adorable little ones at home. And, and how are you holding up professionally? It's been it's been about as smooth as as possible um, as as one could ask. I would say uh, you know at home the girls are growing up so fast I can't believe it. Uh, you know JoJo's going to be three here in November and Kylie's going to be one in in less than two weeks. So Vanessa is doing an unbelievable job holding the fort down and uh, you know just trying to to make sure that we set up things here with the program in a way that you know really. Um, uh, un, you know, uh, highlights family and and shows the importance of of what family means to us as a staff. And uh, so it's been, you know, pretty smooth in that regard. And with the team, you know, the guys have had really positive attitudes. They've been very mature and, and had great perspective. And I would say a lot has to do with, you know, great culture that has been built here over the last few years. And um, you know, it's made things very easy for us, um, given the difficult circumstances, you know, being thrown into it. I think it almost helped that we were all in a surprised, uh, kind of shocked state. And we just said, okay, you know, as a staff and, and as players, we need to move forward together. You know, it's, it's our job in this position to lead the team and, and we're going to do that to the best of our abilities. And the guys have, have responded really well. So you're the one running the show right now, and sometimes people get thrown into a situation like yours and uh, do, do not have the benefit of what you had in three um, previous head coaches that have so much value, and I know you've learned so much from. Um, you learned from Jim Doherty of Alpo, who's coached there for a long, long time. He just recently retired. And then you had both Matt Canole and uh, recently Brian Bolin at, at Baylor. You're thrust into this role. Um, how have your previous experiences kind of helped you in this situation and if you can if you can give some detail maybe share a little bit of what you've learned from each of those three coaches and uh in in helping you put your own identity and and, and own spin into the program absolutely yeah i mean i, I would be hard pressed to believe that somebody's gotten uh I, 
as much opportunity to learn from the greats uh, as as I have, you know, in, in a short eight-year span, I feel like I've had a crash course in, in successful tennis coaching. Uh, and so I'm super appreciative to, to all three of them for giving me opportunities and, and helping to take the time to teach me uh, and prepare me for the position that I'm in right now. Um, you know, going, going back to Coach Doherty, I mean, he was my coach. He's like a, a father to me. Um, you know, having an opportunity to work alongside him and just allow, he, he allowed me uh, to put my hands in every aspect of the program and, and get to learn trial by fire, learning as I go, you know, you know, figuring out how to, to make things work. And he just had so much trust and belief in me um, to, to do things and, and just kind of pointed me in the right directions. Uh, I think in addition to that, I think after having been with him for so long, um, you know, leaving him really showed me how much he cared about his players, how much he cared about his former players, how much he just loved people. And I would say that's a, maybe the biggest lesson that I've learned over my coaching time and playing was just how to love people and, and how you're, you know, success quote unquote success is really more than how many trophies you lift or how many rings you're wearing uh, it's it's the relationships that you build over time and so I have a ton of respect for that and 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 hope he'll stay somewhat close to the game maybe come down and help us out a little bit uh, I, um, you know he's he's incredible and uh, the success that he has and the relationships that he has with his players over 35 years speaks for itself uh, Matt Canole, you know, gave me my chance here and I, and I'll be forever indebted to him for that. And, you know, and enjoyed learning from him. He was a, a, you know, a very, very good businessman, very disciplined, um, you know, taught the players how to be successful through, um, you know, bonding as a team through, through suffering, through working hard and being the toughest group of guys out there. And I think there's a lot to be learned from that. Um, you know, it's a little bit of an old school approach. And, and I think, you know, in order to be successful in this day and age, you've got to have some of that. Uh, and so I really learned a lot of, of that from him and really appreciated learning that, um, you know, he's had so much success being a national championship head coach. He really built Baylor tennis from the ground up. And so I don't think we would be in this position without him. And then moving on to, to Coach Bowen, Brian was the, you know, very different from Matt. Um, and he, you know, was a cared very deeply about his players, loved his players, made sure that they were provided for at all times um, and just makes each guy feel really, really good about themselves. You know, puts people around them and puts uh, them in positions to have success and feel successful. Um, so I would say there were times where maybe the, he even built them up and they felt like they were better than they actually were. Um, and I think that there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, you know, we have to be nurturing, you know, in, in, from 18 to 22 years old. And so to see him kind of work, work his magic on certain guys and at certain times and bring the team together when they really needed it uh, was very special. And so, it, you know, reflecting on the three guys, you know, I, I have my own personal touch. I do care deeply about relationships and people, and I want to be a quote unquote players coach. I got that question last week. And, you know, I think, but at the same time, you, you know, you need to be tough on them. You have to hold them accountable. You have to be willing to tell them what they don't want to hear uh, maybe more often than they would like. And uh, so it's, it's been a really nice mix of, of coaches that have been very, very different, um, but each brings something very valuable to the table. So, 
you know, I, I got a question last week. When did you realize that you were ready to be a head coach? Uh, or when did you think you were ready? Well, I thought I was ready right away. But I think as you get older, you realize, you know, more and more, you don't know as much. And, but I would say after spending, you know, the time with these three, I'd say probably after last year with Brian, I felt like, okay, I've, I've had about all of the um, teaching that I could possibly ever get from from any three coaches and uh, finally feel like I'm prepared uh, to, to lead a program. Well, thank you for sharing that. I, I, I know we've talked quite a bit, you know, off, obviously offline, and, and I never really kind of dug real deep into that question. So thanks for sharing that of course. with me. I want to talk, talk about this year's team. And if I'm not mistaken, I counted on the roster 15 individuals. So uh, hence to say depth will not be a problem. Now, for those that may, may not you know, follow college tennis as closely as we do, uh, most teams don't have 15 players on their team. And in your case, you have guys that have been there for a while. You have some transfers coming in. All 15 individuals are very, very good. So with that said, while depth is not going to be a problem, um, you know, you got three doubles, doubles teams and you got six singles and some and six, six single spots. And some guys play both doubles and singles. Um, I got to ask you, man, how, how are you prepared as, as a coach? Your job is, is not to make everybody happy. Your, your role is to do what's best for the team. Um, but there's going to be some really, really, really good tennis players that are not going to be seeing the court as consistently as they may like to do. How are you uh, preparing yourself and the team to handle that situation? Yes, it's not going to be easy. I mean, this is a absolutely loaded roster of, of experience and youth. Uh, and it's a, it's a great problem to have, um, you know, but at the same time to, to try to balance that out, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. Some, dis, dis, some difficult decisions are going to have to be made regarding the lineups. And I think it provides us some opportunity to, to play different guys and different lineups and uh, rest players when they need it. And, um, you know, lots of different things, but at the end of the day, there are going to be guys that are going to, um, you know, going to be competing a little bit less than they would like. Uh, and so we just have to, to do the best we can. We've already laid it out with the guys. Listen, we're going to play the guys that give us the best chance to win every single time, regardless of age, regardless of, you know, what they've done in the past. Um, you know, we need to try to, as a staff, come together and, and figure out who gives us the best chance to win on the day. Um, we have, you know, worked on the schedule to provide ourselves a lot of additional opportunities. I think you're going to see some things come out that are a little different than uh, anybody's ever done in the past uh, at the at the high division one collegiate level. And um, we're excited about giving these guys opportunities to compete. I think they all deserve it. And we look forward to it. I mean, we're a developmental program. You know, our guys, the guys chose to come to Baylor to you know, use this as a stepping stone to professional tennis, to a, a career in coaching. And we want to deliver that on a daily basis. Of course, we all want to compete and, uh, and, and win and, and do it together as a team. And uh, our job is to try to keep these guys together and, and growing and developing regardless of how often they, they compete on the match court. So there's going to be some difficult decisions to be made, but I think, you know, the guys are in a really good place and I think they understand that, you know, their, their development and the, this process, you know, stretches far beyond their years of Baylor. 
And like you said, this is a good, tough problem to have. You know, the, the, the problem you don't want to have is you only have six people and one, one or two players gets hurt. And now you either got to default the match or you're playing someone injured. Uh, if you go through life having these good, tough problems, I think you sell out uh, for those uh, 100% of the time. So uh, I, I know you and your staff will hand, uh, handle that. And speaking of your staff, I know you in your new, new role as the uh, interim head coach, you made some recent changes, and I know you're excited about those those couple of changes. Talk about that a little bit. We are, yeah. I mean, you know, Isaac uh, Van der Merva has been here for the last couple of years. He was top 100 ATP in singles and doubles, um, and has just been a huge asset to the to the team. Um, he brings such a professionalism and a discipline and a, a great work ethic, and a, an amazing eye for the game, and just a passion to give back. I mean, you know, being a uh, All-American, Old Dominion, one of the best players in college to go on and have such a successful pro career for a decade. Uh, and that, that's exactly where our guys want to be. And so to be able to have him here to give their, you know, real-time experience and, and explaining, you know, how the travel, the rigors, the scheduling, the, you know, the, the practices, what, he, what guys should do if they want to reach that goal – I think is uh, critical because I don't have that background. And so we need that background as part of our staff. Um, and so he's just a, a huge asset to the team and very happy to, to be able to continue working with him. We didn't expect it. I think, you know, we've become very good friends over the last couple of years and thought that this was going to be it, that he was going to, one of us was going to leave uh, this summer. And so, you know, strange circumstances keep us together, but we're very thankful for that. Um, and, you know, to add George Goldhoff has been just an, an amazing addition. Um, we, we thought we're going to take our time and get the right cultural fit for our volunteer. And George actually called me asking for advice on how he should get into coaching. Uh, you know, for those that don't know, George played at Texas and, uh, you know, was, was top of the lineup guy. And he actually competed against us my first year and then went on and played uh, professionally for 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 three years and uh you know really i think the pandemic changed his perspective on things and and his outlook on on what he wants to do and as we had a conversation i thought gosh i i can't believe i haven't thought about george yet i need to you know i need to seriously talk to him about our position and as we got to talking and and he spoke with Isaac, it was just an absolute no-brainer to add him to the staff um you know we're so thankful that he's he's here i mean he brings you know, the, the ability to, to practice with the guys and the work ethic right away, uh, as well as, you know, he's been on the tour for the last three years, so he can speak to that. He's close to the player's age and can relate to them, but at the same time, he's, he's very professional. He wants to be a coach. He wants to give back and help young men not make some of the same mistakes that he did or give them a better experience than even he had. And so uh, with, a, with a guy that's had as much success as him, to, to have that perspective, I mean, that's somebody you want on your side. So we're just so excited to, to have those two. And, and then, you know, Jackie Haddock doesn't ever get, get talked about. And she's been here for 14 years now. And, and I, I don't think the building would be standing without her um, as our director of ops. I mean, I would be hard pressed to believe there's a better one in the, in the country than her. Um, yeah, I mean, she, she doesn't have to work on the weekends and she was out here this morning just to, just to watch practice and, and see how everybody was doing. I mean, to have somebody that invested in the program, is incredible and so I, I want to give her a shout out because she just does an incredible job with us and and we would not be in the position where I'm without her so really very fortunate to have the staff that we have and um, you know 
excited to, to move forward with them together. Hey, man, I, I, I will say this, and I will say this not as a podcast host, but I will say this as a friend uh, and as a coach of a, of a solid high school program in, in uh, the suburbs of Illinois. I, I've seen you grow up, man, and I am so, so happy, uh, you know, that I got to meet you. And, yeah, it was a plus that you actually recruited a couple of my guys. But to see um, you, I mean, we knew it was just a matter of time when you were just starting at Valpo as a coach. And, and me personally, I'm so happy that um, you're in the position that you're in. And I wish you, your family, and your team nothing but the best of luck, man, uh, you know, going, going forward, man. I, re I really sincerely wish you and uh, the program and, again, your family nothing but success uh, going forward, Michael. I appreciate that. No, it's been fun to to be on here a few times and see this podcast grow. I mean, I, I was just getting started. I remember when you gave me the idea that you wanted to get it going. And so to see us kind of grow and, and develop together in, in different areas has been pretty cool. But I appreciate your friendship and, and everything that you're doing to grow the sport of tennis. I mean, we need more people in the world like you. So uh, it means a lot that you would uh, continue to pay attention to Baylor tennis and, and to my my career and my family. Hey, man, best of luck, man. Thanks for coming on again. Of course. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, David. Yeah.